Love Talk Radio. We like to take the most beautiful pieces of life and string them together. We invite you to stop, think, feel, and see how we can readjust what's going on in our immediate daily lives. Um, We've been talking a lot on Mama's Pearls the last couple of weeks about our attachments, and last week was no exception. Last week we spoke with my bro Joe about how to heal home. Last week's theme was healing home, and the pearl of the week was a soft divide. What happens when we get so entangled in our own lives that we start to alienate the people around us? That usually happens in instances of divorce. So how do we work through that and maintain our boundaries? And tying into this week's this week's theme is... Um, what are we talking about this week? Hmm. What are we going to talk about this week? You never quite know, Mama's Pearls. But this week we're going to talk about the family pact. The family pact, the agreements we make with each other, the repetitive patterns that keep seeming to creep up and and down our generational lines. You might look down your own family lines and see see some patterns, see some behaviors. You might look in the mirror or say something or blurt something out and say, oh, my God, I'm starting to sound like my mother. How did that happen? I've been working my entire life not to be my mother and not to sound like her, and I'm starting to repeat the same behaviors in my own family unit. This week's Pearl is rearranging the circle, and I invite everybody to come on to the website at www.mamaspearls.com. I've also started to record a video log series, um, which has been really kind of fun, but it's it's kind of it's very hard for me to to watch myself when I've been doing all the editing and that kind of fun stuff. So. That's been very interesting. Like I, I love doing it. I love sharing the information. So I, I would love your feedback from a little bit more of an objective viewpoint about how those are working for you. Feel free to email me at Cynthia at MamasPearls.com and just let me know how that's going. Now, again, diving into our attachments with our family and how our family dynamic work, it's not enough to just kind of look at our immediate family because to understand your parents and not not to sound too much like Sigmund Freud, but in the whole tell me about your mother, you need to ask that question of your own mother from you to your mother, to your mother, to your mother's mother, to your mother's mother, to your mother's mother's mother, and all the way down the line to get a real sense of what, like, the matriarchal role or the paternal roles or the sibling roles and dynamics are in your family. Because we kind of teach what becomes most familiar to us and we kind of live out what is most habitual. Um, We just get into a habit and we can become so ingrained. We're born into our family and whatever the dynamic is, whatever the family system is, that's what we know and that's what we learn, so that's what we tend to repeat. 
how do we kind of stop that in its tracks? You know, when you look at a family, it does kind of seem like a big a big circle going round, and when you have more children, that, that circle continues. How do you kind of stop and rearrange the circle so it's maybe a little bit healthier if you have a little bit of an imbalance in your family system? So there's many ways to go about doing this, and I've had the the distinct pleasure and honor of working with our special guest, um, who I'm going to bring on in just a second, Natalie Berthold, who is an intuitive energy healer, who my friend Masha, who's been on the show and is a regular on Mama's Pearls of um, the spiritual makeup, makeoverartist.com, she not not just recommended <laughs> Natalie to me, she basically insisted. She she met Natalie Natalie and knows of her work and really wanted to do this this group work that she does, which is called Family Constellation Therapy. And she basically set it up so we can all do a group in her home. And Masha was so insistent that I that I come to this. You know, usually she's not that that pushy with me because we do a ton of things together. For, you know, pretty much on a weekly basis. She's kind of my you know my spiritual soul sister. And this for this one she was really, really insistent, you know, and it and once I did the workshop and really saw, you know, met Natalie who's just so open and just so incredibly intuitive and connected on a on a feeling level. It's amazing and just a very pure channel for this work. I I really kind of understood and kind of watching it play out why she was so insistent. I mean, it ties so into Mama's Pearls and, and our whole theory of passing down generational wisdom, but had me really re-looking at my own my own family and what I'm doing with Mama's Pearls as far as, you know, I always say kind of, you know, we look to um, look to the wisdom, the pearls of wisdom to kind of repurpose and pass down. So how do we keep that channel clean so we're basically passing down the wisdom and the gifts without passing down the burdens and the struggles? So it is with that in mind that I am so excited to welcome everyone um, and introduce everyone to Miss Natalie Berthold. Her website is www.sproutinglove.com. And again, she's an intuitive healer, a Reiki master, and she, she uses many different healing modalities to work with her clients, such as Family Constellation Theory, which we're going to talk about today, Reiki, Mantra Work, EFT, IFT, and many more to help clients really get in touch with their the root of the causes and what's holding them back. And I'm so excited to welcome Natalie onto the call to talk more about it. Natalie, are you with us? Hi, Cynthia. Hello, and welcome. <laughs> Hi, you did such a wonderful introduction. I feel like I don't even need to speak now. I feel like you you have such a strong grasp and understanding of the family ancestry and lineage and all of that. So that was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much, and and really thank you for that workshop. We're doing another one in August, and you know it just it just really it just really helps. I mean, people look at you know to family therapists, and this is just another way to do family therapy. And I would love for you to just go into um, talking a little bit more about the root of family constellation therapy, the purpose, and how it kind of works out. Okay, so you might have to cut me off because I can go on and on about. <laughs> I know, there's, 
there's a lot we have to talk about with you, there's but we'll, we'll set this up as like the as the first of many times that, that you come on the show. Okay. I'll, I'll give the abridged um, n- nutshell version, but um, basically uh, Bert Hellinger, who's kind of adapted it from some Zulu tribes, and just actually people in ancient times have been doing this type of stuff for a long time. So I imagine they kind of look at us now and they're like, duh, you know, finally jumping right. on the bandwagon. But he identified in his work, he did a lot of missionary work in South Africa and and um so forth and he identified these orders of love that that really delegate um family constellations and again a family constellation is just your tribe it's just the family that you were born into and one of the most important pieces of this um order of love is that everybody wants to be accepted so this right. is always funny for me with clients at first because you get the people that are like, I hate my mom and dad. I moved 3,000 miles away just to get away from them and that they're they're doing the same bad habits their parents had. Mm-hmm. And really mm-hmm. it's because they want to be accepted so badly. So even if on a rational knowing level they think that, um, you know, they want to be the opposite of their parents, the more they resist that the more their soul will actually become like their parents because they just have this yearning and this desire to be loved and accepted into their tribe. Right. So that's probably one of the biggest things is just that we all want to be loved and accepted. And then so in doing so, we do things out of loyalty. We we take on negative patterns. And another big piece of family constellation is anything that's hidden or not acknowledged have to come to the surface in some way. So I like to use the analogy of those that mole game where you hit down the moles in the hole and then they just another one pops up behind it or wherever. That's that's energy. Um you cannot deny something that's happened. So for instance if if a if a child died young or you know maybe there was a, a child that was in a mental hospital or maybe an abortion or maybe, you know, a murder or something, anything really tragic in the ha- in the family that happens that's not acknowledged and fully dealt with or it's just swept under the rug or maybe never talked about, that energy has to be acknowledged. It has to come to fruition somehow, so it will. And it will pop up and crop up usually in destructive ways. So it's about freeing the energy and it's about acceptance and just acknowledgement is is basically the core of it. Um, yeah. What, what I love, too, about what you were saying when you were basically setting up the group was that it's not just to heal you. Okay. I mean, obviously, we're the we're the core central figures and coming into the circle and kind of working through this. But it, you talked about healing it down the generational line and up the generational line. Why yeah. is that so key? Well, first of all, I, I always kind of laugh when I say this because you know I don't know how they prove this or where certain stats come from. But the stat for family constellation is that it heals seven generations before seven generations after, and then including your generation that's 15. And, you know, I say that and I believe it, but I I can't that I have, like, the basis to, you know, I I don't know how they get, why not the eighth generation or why, you know, who knows. But anyway, going back to your question, 
does heal a lot of generations, regardless of the exact number. And it's very important because, as you mentioned in your introduction, things are cyclical. Things just keep repeating over and over and over and over again until peace is made, you know. And it's like, speaking of stats where I don't know how the hell they get it, but there's a stat that like 90% of the world's problems come from a lack of communication. And so really this work is about communicating on a soul level. And if we don't and we're not um, dealing with these issues, it's just history repeats itself over and over and over again. And so it's very important to um, stop the pattern now so that future generations will not have to keep repeating the pattern. And also time is simultaneous. We think of it as linear, like, oh, this these people before us and these people after us, but time is a circle. It's simultaneous. And so, you know, don't think that healing past generations won't heal future and vice versa. Healing future doesn't heal past. It's like when you start working on your past, you heal your future, all of that. So it's very important to um, to access that those that generational healing and to stop the pattern so that others don't have to repeat it. So what if you don't know your ancestors? Like, can I mean, you still participate in this work if you don't know, you know, who they were and what they did and what their shtick was? Yes, and that's a good question because, um, you know, the difference, and I think we talked about this a little bit at the workshop, between Americans doing this work mm-hmm. and other countries. This work, by the way, is very, very popular in other countries. Um, but Americans are much. You know, they come from a million different backgrounds and they, you know, they're not in their home country. It's a new country and so you already are dealing with some root tribe issues there. Um, So a lot of us don't know a lot of the backstory behind our ancestry or even know our ancestry. It's not like we live with our grandmas and stuff like they do in other countries. So that's an interesting question. And sometimes, you know, I believe that no matter what, information you're privy to, uh, whatever it is will help in the healing. So even if you know nothing about your background, the when you do the family constellation, the story tells itself. And also, mm-hmm. you don't necessarily need to work with the family unit per se. You can work with a dynamic of something you're working on, say jealousy or you're losing money or whatever. You can work with that dynamic without knowing the backstory of your ancestry. And a lot of stuff starts like coming up so sometimes I have clients that come in they don't know anything about the grandma and something might come up in family constellation and they might you're not you're Natalie you're cutting out a little bit oh am I how's that is that better or no that's that's a little bit better can you just repeat what what you just said I just said that sometimes also this work unearths more stuff so if something comes up constellation or you start getting curious, maybe it's just a matter of you digging a little. So asking, mom and dad, what happened to grandma and grandpa? Stuff that we never think to ask or to explore before. So, yeah, but you don't need to know. Most people don't know a lot about their ancestry, and that's the problem, right, Right. is the not knowing. But it it absolutely can be worth it. not knowing and, like, well, I see, you know, the, the the thing about not knowing is that all of a sudden you feel something maybe so powerfully in you or you know that an energy is stuck 
and you're not really sure where you're carrying that. And you also call that, you know, like carrying on your burdens of your family line. And you might not know necessarily what's that, what is that emanating from. So, like, one of the things that Melissa said in one of the past M's Gems. M's Gems! Sorry, I just love that, and I haven't done that in a while. Um, one of the things she said in the past was, like, take the time, I think it was around Mother's Day, was take the time to, like, interview somebody in your family. Interview them about their life, about their family life, and kind of just conduct your own lineage and, and family tree and start painting in those pictures. Because you might be holding on to something that did get passed down to you energetically and, and not be able to pinpoint it. And one of the things I loved in the workshop that we did together in that healing circle was really just watch things played out. And I almost felt like I was in one of my my like intro to acting classes when I was in college. We did a lot of that like improv and kind of role playing. And you know what I loved about it was you really kind of every and, and you said this too like when you set up someone because you kind of go around and you pick a couple of people to go in and, and work out their family stuff but every family that dynamic that's being worked on everybody else really gets healed from it too and that was something that was so powerful and really impacted me was just seeing how it really all played out by kind of just acting out and really feeling the energy and feeling the parts yeah, and I think, you know, it's important just for listeners who don't know this work to know that you're not, they're not acting or role-playing. They're they're in a knowing field where they just sort of embody this energy and we'll say acting it out in terms of expressing it, but there right. is no fakeness going on. It's you really right. feel and embody these. And I think also what you said, which is beautiful, is that Yes, we're all, everybody, every, we have so many pieces to the puzzle, right? It's not like you deal with one aspect and voila, you're cured. There's so many pieces and everyone can see themselves in the other pieces. And that's the other beauty of this work is that everyone gets healed with the dynamic they play. And that too, you really see that all of us humans are all struggling with the same shit you know we have the same stuff going on in our own families and it really brings you closer and brings you to this place of realizing that it's this universal energy that we're all experiencing in this universal life you know maybe it looks different but it's all the same and um i want to touch on something else you said earlier about you could have something from your family that you're not aware of and a good way to gauge or judge that is if sometimes we have anger or have some issue that's so beyond us you know it's just so far beyond us out of our control and it's so overpowering and overwhelming and we've gone to therapy and it's like well yeah I mean I guess like mom and dad didn't pay attention to me sometimes and then you attach that this must be why I'm always pissed off or whatever it is and it's like Sometimes, you know, the punishment doesn't fit the crime or it's just like it shouldn't be at that level. It's like, okay, yeah, I experienced adversity, but this level is so overpowering. But that's probably a good indicator to you that it is something beyond you and it's been passed down. And then the other part of this to see is like, okay, um, the work gets very compassionate because instead of like in regular therapy or being like, oh, mom passed this down to me, mom was it was passed down to mom from grandma and grandma got it from great grandma. And, you know, it's part of this 
whole lineage, no one's at quote-unquote fault for it. It just hasn't been recognized and stopped. So, um, yeah, it's a, you know, it's just a very beautiful it's powerful. validity. It's beautiful. It's powerful. Um, one of the things I'm curious about, like, or that people, I can see people wanting to know is, do I necessarily have to be an intuitive and energy worker to participate? Ah, that's a good question. Um, I would say the less intuitive you are, the better, <laughs> kind of in a sense, because then you're just really open and innocent right. to it. I mean, I think that um, I'm a good facilitator because I'm very intuitive, but when I'm actually playing the role, I have to step out of that intuitive side because I don't want to mix my own intuition with with what's really happening. So I'd say you just have to be, you know, that quote that with the, with Jesus, like the slightest mustard seed of willingness can move mountains. You just have to be willing to come into the process, just even a little bit, and then just be open um, and kind of surrender. But so I'd say almost, I mean, everyone would benefit from it, but almost the less intuitive you are or you're trying to analyze the situation, the better, just to show up and allow yourself to be used as a vessel for healing, you know, and not attach yourself to anything that's going on. And it's hard sometimes because it obviously brings up a lot of your own stuff, which is the purpose right. of it. And the role that right. you get picked is very necessary for your own healing. But, yeah, absolutely no requirements of being intuitive or a healer. I mean, this is this therapy is made for everybody. Now, when you say, when you talk about that most of the problems are lack of communication, you know, when I see us entering into the knowing field, as you call it, and I'd love for you to explain that just a little bit more, you know, there's this there's this part of communicating down your your ancestral line through just holding that space and that intent. So, because, you know, people can't call up their dead grandmother and be like, hey, <laughs> you know, right. what happened to you in the Depression is not my fault. <laughs> right, um, right. But how, how, talk a little bit more just about how that process or how you see that process really working. The process of speaking with your ancestry? Yes. Yes, and um, calling in their energy to, to work out a healing. I think, you know, it's all about intention. Obviously, it's very powerful in a group dynamic because, as you said, that in, in Family Constellation, there's a thing called the knowing field, and it basically is that we are we are all interconnected. We're all the same energy. We all know on a higher level everything, right? So it's like once we step into that role, and, you know, as a facilitator, I set the intention that the middle ground where, where the roles play out is the knowing field. So we're stepping into a, a higher dimension or a higher role of this interconnectivity with everybody. And it's all very mysterious, which is also the kind of cool thing about it, too. I mean, even people that have studied family constellation, it's like there's still this, like, well, it's just a knowing field and we don't have to understand it and that's that. So there is an aspect of mystery there. But the point is we're in a space of really interconnectivity. And so once we're in that space, again, time is simultaneous. It doesn't matter if someone passed away or not, right? The spirits are still living and we're and we're really setting the intention so we're really um calling forth or being in that space of time has no bearing and we can communicate with you know and this dimension has no bearing and we can communicate across time and space 
And that being said, you don't have to do that in a family constellation either. I mean, on a regular basis, I use this work, and I just set an intention to connect with my ancestry and work on an issue, and I see it all, and I visualize it all in my head because it's very intentional work. Um, So, no, one of the other things. Go ahead. One of the other things that was no, it's okay. Sorry, (laughs) I'm going to cut you off now. (laughs) I need it. (laughs) That was so funny Uh, when we were doing when we were doing because one of the things that you were asking for in the in the group was you know not to interject so much but to really kind of feel and let let yourself marinate in the feelings of it and I kept wanting to like go and process and analyze and one of the things that that really struck me during it. And wanting to analyze more was really the the ideas that you were putting out there, which I think everybody needs to be reminded of, is that you don't need to take on your family's burdens and your mother's issues and your father's issues and your grandfather's issues. Like, that's really their cross to bear, and they shouldn't be laying that on your lap. So in part of the work, at least, you know, in, in some of the groups that we did, was kind of like, shooting that energy back, giving those burdens back and leaving it with them to not pass it down. And that was probably, you know, at least for me, the most powerful and impactful um, thing that came up during during the group session. Absolutely. I'm just going to clarify one thing you said. Um, mm-hmm. When you said that they shouldn't be passing it down on your lap, I just want to say that more often than not, it is they're not passing it down to your lap. You as a child who is very loyal or who really wants to be included takes it upon themselves. So really a lot of this is is a lot of, you know, this is also what I like about it versus therapy. It's not so much the blame game. It's seeing your own responsibility and seeing, while being gentle with yourself, that you took this on for yourself. They don't want you to have it. You know, our ancestry, whether in this lifetime they were mean or not, the whole purpose is survival. So they don't want you to have it in a negative way. Everyone's comfortable with their own baggage. So this is something that you took on, and then you, your work is to release it or let it go or give it back to them, the owners of it. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Right, and also with the healing going forward, not passing it down to your children. And I remember you saying that so clearly that children are so loyal and they just want to please their parents and feel safe. So, you know, we will as young children take on our parents' burdens and our children will do the same to us. So in integrating this work now, and I'm really glad that that I had that realization and, and met you now as a young mother, you know, to kind of see where my children might have picked up my shtick and what I'm still, you know, and just to be more conscious of it going forward with them. Yeah, I think that's the best thing you can do is be conscious of it. And to really be conscious, you know, and now that I'm in the work, I'm very aware of, you know, and I was a full-time school teacher for eight years and now part-time, you know, doing this work and teaching part-time. And i Scene where we really rely on kids way too much. You know, a lot of couples obviously have kids to save their marriage or whatever, and kids will do anything to make you happy or save that. You know, that's where, like, bedwetting comes in and a lot of issues, you know, anything to distract from 
marital problems or whatever. And I've even seen it in my own, you know, I remember I was teaching in Harlem and I was scared shitless of my um, principal and vice principal and they would come in the room and bully me and I would be upset and they would leave and my kids would say, it's okay, Miss Berthel, we got your back, da-da-da-da-da. And I would feel better and I realize now doing this work, I allow those kids to protect me and we do it all the time and it's not okay we have to be getting our protection or our love or our needs met or whatever wasn't met from our parents or whatever elsewhere with adult hobbies. We allow our children to do so much for us and to really just be aware. Like now looking back, obviously, I'd be like, you guys don't worry about it. I'm protecting you. You're safe with me, you know. But we all are coming from a place of, you know, hurt and pain, but the kids just want to swoop in there and take care of it for us. And we were once kids, obviously, so even as adults, we did the same thing. And it's just really important to remember that you're the parent, that's the other thing in in family consolation. I am the child, and you are the big one. You're the big one, I'm the small one. And really act that that role. No matter what you did or didn't get met as as a child, it's not your turn to be a child anymore once you have them. Very important to know that they will do anything for you, but you have to you have to put boundaries on that. Right. Absolutely. And thank you for putting that into the space. I mean this the family constellation therapy is such beautiful, beautiful work and really went so deep. And I would just love to take you know, one more minute to kind of because this isn't all that you do. You do a full range of different healing work and I would just like to to learn a little bit more about the other work that you do as well. Um well, I like to say that just like no two people are like no two sessions alike, so it's always a you know a surprise for me too. I just open open myself up to what needs to happen. But I will say that now that I've been doing the family constellation work and believe in it so strongly, I always pull an aspect of that in the session, so I can do it individually as well. Um, the group has a very powerful dynamic because either you're the observer, and when I do individual work, you're more in it in the work, but um, so usually an aspect of family constellation work, some Reiki, some mantra work, some coaching, some, um, you know, some shamanic stuff, some hypnosis type work, so it's all all, all very um, different, but integrated, and uh, yeah, but all of the same purpose, aimed at, you know, removing blockages and just living your best life and letting the energy flow um, in a way that's advantageous for everybody involved, um, but just different ways of getting there. But, yeah, I I always, now with the Family Constellation, I always incorporate aspects of that in, in the work that I do individually as well because I believe it's just so powerful. Right. I love that. There there are different ways to getting there, but there is definitely still a continuous healing circle and a continuous healing knowing field that we can all tap into at any time. And you, Natalie, are such a beautiful, beautiful guide, and I'm just so happy that Masha literally forced me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. I'm coming to meet you. (laughs) I will be... Yeah, I will be ever, ever grateful. And and thank you again for sharing this space, this mama space with us today um, on the show. And, you know, and I look forward to continuing doing this work with you and, and checking in with you from time to time. Yeah, I feel honored. And thank you for holding a platform for for healing with, with mothers and children and all that. It has a soft, 
spot in my heart as well. So thank you for for holding this for all this. It's wonderful. Thank you so much. So anybody who wishes to learn more about the work that Natalie does and to contact her, you can reach her at www.sproutinglove.com or you can email her at sproutinglove at gmail.com. She's also on Facebook at Natalie Berthold, and that's B-E-R-T-H-O-L-D, as well as on, on Twitter at Sprouting Love. Thank you again, Natalie, so, so much for sharing this space with us. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. And so that was a beautiful Miss Natalie Berthold. I mean, I really just so, so enjoyed that um, the session that I did with her, and I'm still kind of processing things out. And I got to say, oh, I wish I just kept her on because, you know, having that first conversation with my parents after doing that work was really, really interesting for me. So I encourage everyone to just, again, look within your own family systems. Look to see what your own family packs are and to see who and what and where might need to be rearranged within the circle of your family or in that tribe that Natalie says and take those conscious steps to do it with compassion um, but to still be open to the healing that needs to happen not just for you but down your generational line. Again, you can listen to any of the past shows at www.blogtalkradio.com slash mamaspearls. You can check out our website, which is www.mamaspearls.com. Check out our video logs, which are posted on Vimeo, as well as on our website. Check me out on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at SinTweet. And again, this is Cynthia of Mama's Pearls reminding you to enjoy your children and your family. Say I love you. And remember again to take in your family pact. It's not a complete binding obligatory contract. You can and he- you can heal from it. You can come out from under it if you feel like you're carrying some burdens and you could do some beautiful, beautiful healing work for the generations to come. Have a great week, everyone. <laughs>